This week in league, Milton Mackers at MILFCON 5 as the Broncos fullback is sidelined indefinitely. Kevy Walters goes full genius as he replaces his injured fullback with his fifth half. George Burgess tries the Fergie Ferg defence, claiming he lost track of his fingers when they were buried in a cunt. Plus, we look ahead to round 16 of the 2019 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 325 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How's it going, man? Look, winning's just standard for me now. It's a rare fucking time. Five in a row. It doesn't happen, it doesn't happen in the show often. Like, I'm, I'm sure that it happened for periods around, like, 2011 or something. But, yep. like, when both of the, of the teams of the hosts of the yes. show- are fucking swimming along fairly well. I mean, yep. you got some work to do to just get back into it because you started from so far back, yeah. but you can't argue with the fact that, you know, you've had some success. Five in a row, motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, and like zero in a row have been convincing yeah. or anything, but, <laughs> no, but, but you've been uh, banking the points during the origin period, I fucking suppose. Oh. So, <laughs> so and you, can't go, complain. you know, and we've had our buy. Sorry, we haven't had our buy yet. Yeah, yeah, and that's and yeah. that's another thing. It's no pressure fucking weekend for us. Fucking great because we've uh, we've got the four point game last weekend, yep. and uh, now we go right through. And not only that, this we we get. I, mean, I, was, I was saying this. I was saying this uh, in the chat today, but it's a fucking. It could be a, a beautiful dawn in the National Rugby League. That, uh, that we have coming at the moment with the buys, many, many buys this week. I think mean, only um, four games. Mm. Buys to the Doggies, buy to the Titans, yep. who are four points below the, below the Broncos at the moment yep. in the last places. The, uh, <coughs> the Broncos are playing the Sharks in a game that they should lose based on the fact there's a way and they've scored like about fucking half a dozen points all year away from home in the first yeah, half. That's it. Um, and so we could have a situation where at the end of this round, the Broncos are, are two points off the spoon. Yes. They have to play the Titans and the Dogs in the next month. Yes. And the Dogs get them another time after that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Titans have done them once. And and if there's either team that looks more likely at the moment to get up for that encounter. Yep. It's uh, it's the Titans, and not the and the dogs always seem to to finish the season. Yeah, you know, kind of like right. when they've had a terrible season, they usually get a couple in. How bad's that? Poor old Garth Brennan. Uh-huh. How many other Titans coaches could say they've knocked off the Broncos twice in a season? Yeah, well, anyway, he can't say it yet either, though. Well, no, he can't. But <laughs> if he does, yeah. You know, but how many can he can put that on his fucking headstone when he gets <laughs> sacked anyway? Yeah, that's it. exactly. <laughs> um. The first thing I wanted, a little bit of business that I wanted to cover off this week because I haven't heard shit from you about it, and uh, I, I expected to hear shit from you about it. Uh, as as part of, you know, the, the young man's fucking young dick energy, <laughs> Levius again <laughs> piped up on uh, on Twitter before last weekend's games and said to you, and I quote, I'll give you the naming rights to my handle until the end of the, end of the season again if Panthers beat Warriors this weekend. So... Panthers beat the Warriors. Uh, you, you did make a comment about just you know the, about beating him in the Facebook group, but you never did decide no. what his handle is going to be I, for the rest I, of the year. I didn't because far be it from me to always assume 
I know what's best. Uh, so I'm putting it out to the nation yeah. to come up with suggestions, family feud style. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what you, okay, so he he's not going to have to do it to, uh, for the, from now to the end of the season. I say next week. I uh, say so next week we present the top five, top five, and then the decision then the decision can be voted on until the next week and then it's That's announced. It. Okay, so he's got two more episodes of That's Grace it. where he can live as and, as King Levius. And, and so then, you people need to decide, um, you know, if he should have a Twitter handle that I you know. Maybe instantly gets him banned from the platform. <laughs> um, like, uh, you know, perhaps at Hitler was right. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, or, you know. I molested you- baby Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I know where Madeline McCann is. Um, or just something classic like Cleary's Bitch 2.0. Yeah, well, you know, far be it for us to take all the good ones off the table. So, Go for it. get your thing cap on, and uh, we'll we'll probably create a. Uh, yeah, you, know, you want to tweet them to us, and we'll probably create in, in the show notes for this week's and episode Levius, on Facebook. You, we'll put in there. Levius, you can have one veto. Okay, so we so we we pick one, and then he gets one chance to say no, and then no, no, no out of the ones that are listed. Oh, so before the okay, so you can it. take one off the voting board. Yes. Okay, and then it's okay. Or it might just be that the one he vetoes, I'll just pick that one and <laughs> give it to him. So yeah, who knows? Well, you can't give him a veto if it's uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> you but I also veto. have a veto. Oh, okay. So it's so uh, I can veto his veto. Vetoception. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, 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 there's not a lot of new stuff that I really want to talk about. However, um, uh, we sh- we should probably mention that the earlier this evening, about an hour ago, George Burgess was uh, hit. With a season-ending, regular season-ending ban, uh, copying a nine-game ban for eye-gouging Robbie Farrer. So yes, it was pretty. It was pretty blatant. Uh, it was. It was all on tape. Was it more blatant than the you know Josh Maguire? Or I dare say it was probably as blatant. You know, maybe slightly well, more go- so. Going off Annesley's description, yeah. Uh, Maguire was simply giving a facial, which is where you rub the hand forcefully all over the face. Yes. And uh, during giving that facial, the finger may have grazed the eye. So it wasn't an eye gouge, whereas this was apparently exclusively an eye gouge. Yes. Because so really all you need to do is get your finger in the socket and then have your hand do a little fucking hokey pokey, turn itself around and rub the face a bit. Yep. And all of a sudden, you got a, a fine, yep. not a suspension. He said that uh, his hands ended up in a dodgy place. Uh, you want to say, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. I was sort of in autopilot. I'm angry with myself about the situation. Towards the end, I realized I might have been on his face. I didn't realize in the tackle that I had contact with his eye. It was only until I saw the footage I did, did I realize. Things are going a million miles an hour. I swear on my kids' lives, I didn't know I had my hands in his eyes. Well, so he also, not as well as being a, a, an absolute fucking cunt merchant on the field, he also hates his children and wishes them, wishes them dead. The other absolute shit cunt in this story um, is is one- Is his victim. R. Farrah. Yes. <laughs> like, when asked about it, you know, he came out and I thought, I thought he might have turned a candle and he might have just become a decent human being after he's fucking- Limelight stealing antics last oh, week. Yes. But 
I was looking at him and I was going, okay, so Robbie's going to be asked for comment here. They come out and they say, Robbie, what do you think? And Robbie says the first thing is, you know what, it's a bit hard for me to say anything because it might incriminate him. <laughs> However, I'll still give you my full opinion anyway, <laughs> knowing full well that, that it's going to affect the, the judiciary. What an absolute shit cunt. Now, I... Obviously, I'm not going to hate him on that one because I mean you could you could even like I mean he's he's been a guy he's left stuff on the field before I mean you got you could see that he'd been fucking I mean you could even you could see he'd been eye gouged I mean so it was a fucking cunt oh out, yeah so. no hundred percent and you know it's not it's it's not a matter of like you know snitching and shit but I mean I think it's a, it's very telling when someone actually react like a lot of times players won't react and then the referee will say you know do you want to do you know and they'll say sort of say no. Yeah. But there's sometimes where it's so fucking bad that they just get up and that it's almost like they're gonna start throwing. Yeah. And that's when you know. Yeah. And and here's the if it, it's quite apparent just with everything that's gone on. Yep. Burgess has been uh, identified as a big dumb Lebturian candidate <laughs> trying to yeah, dismiss Robbie from uh from the Lebanese rugby league. Federation's rap. Shane, Shane Richardson said afterward that it was a tragedy for George and his family. Wow. How so? Well, that, what, I'll now, tell you what. I mean, everyone knows he's a shit cunt. I'd, I'd rather, rather than leave it up for, up for debate, I'll give you the exact quotes. <clears throat> he said, It's a tragedy for George and his family and the whole situation that's come up. I want to say this, though. George is a loving father, a brother, and a son. And at South Sydney, he's nothing but an ornament to the club all the way through. I don't think this should ever define what George Burgess is about in any way, shape, or form. So the second band he's got for eye gouging. Yeah, in addition to, like, fucking everything else he's done. Yeah. And his shit-cunt brother as well. He's got about, what, 14 charges yeah. on him in, over the period of his career over here. I mean, there's what a is part it of these it? fucking pommy cunts, these fucking Morleys and just dog? Yeah. Look, Graham had his biting issue. Yeah, and that, and like that's about as bad as it fucking gets on the field. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Is it is is it just that they have that uber competitive streak in them, and and maybe it's a little bit of entitlement that they haven't they haven't been taught the actual graph. You know, I only think it. I only think that the that an uber competitive thing can only be used as an excuse or like a you know a. a uh, you know, some sort of reasoning behind things. If it's like a something that could stem from competitive, like I think if you've got you're tackling a guy and you're just like I'm going to gouge his cunt, like there's no, that's not competitive. I mean, that's just straight up cunt yeah. biting like Graham did. I mean, that's just that's just straight up. That's like fucking losing your shit. Like that's yeah. straight up cunt. Yeah, so, true. Like a high tackle that slips up or a shoulder or something in the head because you've tried to put on a big hit mm. and you've just like miscalculated a little bit, then that's a competitive, that's like an over-competitive probably I'm, thing. I'm just thinking the majority of the times I see it out of Sam and Co is is when they're behind in a game or when they've started to lose touch in a game. Yeah, and and like I, I understand like if they put on a like a big hit and it's like a, a high tackle or something or it's late, be they're trying to, you know, lift the team around them. But I just feel like a thing like an eye gouge is just oh, yeah, the more no. like level. the tackle's kind Next of already affected level. at that point. You what you're doing is trying to add an extra layer, you know, you're trying yeah. to do something else. Yeah. It's not like it's not lifting your team up because it's a it's a fucking subtly little yeah. grubby thing that your team probably don't want to see you yeah, doing exactly. it. It's not an inspiring yeah, thing. It's a that there's a cunt thing, you know. So uh yeah, I'm not sure, but um Fucking eat it. Good on the judiciary for standing up. Nine weeks. 
Fuck yeah, it. finally. I mean, because like the and 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 I I I would hesitate to call him a victim in anything. I mean, when you've been done for four weeks and then you're coming in with loading and you know someone else for something lesser had already got five yep. weeks earlier in the season. However, I do I do think his penalty is probably influenced correctly in in some respects by the fact that they copped a lot of criticism for not acting over fucking Josh McGuire and his yep. shit cunnery. That's it. I mean, when situations like that happen and there's a lot of talk publicly about the the lack of penalty applied, you often see the next one cop it extra. Yeah, that's it. But it just it's just lucky in this case that the next one that's copping it extra is a kind who really has it coming and deserved yeah. it. So yeah, you know. Anyway, that's it. I don't, yeah, any news thing you want to talk about? Not really. Racing the clock a bit tonight because I am getting sick and I do not want to run out of voice before the end of the episode. Uh, first game on the recaps though, uh, Thursday night, uh, just under 10,000 people saw the Tigers 14 defeat the Rabbitohs 9 at our wank best. The Tigers tries to Thompson and uh, Cheekham, uh, SR Masters two conversions and a penalty goal. The Rabbits 9 tries to Corey Allen, um, <clears throat> conversions. Like a conversion and a penalty goal to Reynolds and a field goal, which uh, should have been the match winner. But for the second time this season, Cheekham yeah. develops, pulls something out of nothing and uh, raced away for the try to uh, win the game late. Yeah, it was just a, such a, a disjointed, stoppy, starty game when, when neither team really ever looked like they were super comfortable. In I f- what was going yeah, on. I, f- I feel like the Rabbits, for a lot of it, the, like the Tigers started off really well, but I feel like the Rabbits, for the after they got the ascendancy and then they scored that try, like that try they scored was on the back of like West's having mm. all the run. And then they then that was like a fair, reasonably long range sort of try that they scored. And then after that, I think they felt fairly comfortable. I mean, even that try, that the, the, that second, sorry, the first try the Tigers scored, I mean, fuck me, that was a fucking dubious grounding. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there are there are many many weeks this and many many video referees this year that would not have yeah, given that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fuck it. Oh, but I just don't think that either team was really in a position to put the knife in. Like there were no. there were certainly periods of ascendancy for each of them in the game. Yeah, but no one really, you know, stomped their authority on it. No, and that surprised me a little bit when you have playmakes the ilk of, of Reynolds and and Brooks who on his days is. As good yeah. as some. Yep. Um, uh, Sutton for South Sydney, I thought was was solid. He's really shaping himself up to be a. Now he's maybe not, not now, a leader, but maybe an example. Yeah. Well, now they, you know, ever since they pulled him out of the halves, I think is when he yeah. started to come on a bit. Because remember how he was like the. Yeah, the potential and the the five eighth and the yeah, whatever, you know? it and the, it's only the since they're running six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just seemed to me that South had no, you know, it almost mirrored, I guess, Cronulla's performance late in the week. They didn't seem to have any urgency or intent. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some, you know, fuck, a bit of a cliche, but some heart missing in what they were doing. Yep. But up until that point, like they were, they were just going back and forth and back and forth and back yep. and forth. The field goal was, was almost a relief. 
when when Reynolds slotted it through, it was like, fuck, okay, finally, we're going to have a winner. Like, yeah. neither of them looked close to actually taking the game yeah. and winning it. And really, I thought South could have closed it out for them. But like you said, Cheekham was just some individual brilliance. It was just one, one missed tackle. And, uh, that, yeah, there wasn't that much of a gap there. I mean, I think it was Reynolds that was coming across and he was a little bit slow to, to, to move across, which ultimately probably got him through with the mm. velocity that he that he needed to sort of carry it on. But, I mean, you know, those steps, you know, got him the rest. Of the, and, I mean, who was, it, who was it that was at the back in this game? I mean, because, like, that's, that last step is it, it almost – it almost left uh, whoever that whoever was the fucking last line in defence for South. It was Boyd like in. Uh, it, looked, it was exactly yeah. like on the hands and exactly like yeah. when with Boyd in in the the one where he left him. Now, just just a theory here. I didn't, the surface of that stadium looked very ordinary to me. Yeah, for brand new. Yeah, is that a players a little more fearful of big injuries? I, I don't think. I, I think when the game's on the line, I don't think that's, that even crosses someone's mind. If they yeah, do, okay. they're the type of like fucking Darius Boyd cunt that yeah, needs to yeah, be dropped yeah. ten weeks ago. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um but you know, good win Tigers, I mean you've got to bank them when you can. And I mean if they hadn't got this win, they wouldn't end up ninth at the end of the end of the round <laughs> destiny. So uh LV05 said, I feel like the NRL should provide everyone counselling after that shit. Uh Chapo said, uh, both teams should lose two points for crimes against rugby league. Hashtag <laughs> Tigers in decline. Look, I you know Close games always feel, you know, better to me than they probably than the sum of their parts or whatever. But yeah, I feel it. Uh, Dragons twenty two to feed the uh, Cowboys fourteen at the pub slot. Um, just over seven thousand in attendance. So I'm fucking good. Hard look at yourselves, Dragons. Rubber uh, rubber scored a try. <laughs> so did. Uh, <laughs> Dufty Aitken uh, and Jacob Host, uh, Smooth Corey, three or four conversions. The uh, Cowboys, 14, uh, double to Opechek and uh, Scott Drinkwater with a, his first try for the Cowboys and his first game for the Cowboys. Um, not a fucking conversion was uh, kicked at all and uh, a penalty off for Kahu. Yeah, look, the, the Dragons are heading in the right direction. They yeah. feel like they're a better... They, they feel like they're travelling worse than they... Are as a team, yes. Like, I'm, I'm consistently surprised when I look at the table and see where they are. I go, oh, fuck, they're down there still. All right, yeah. yeah. And coming up against the Cowboys, you know the the Cowboys, are, I think, have inflated their positional ladder a little bit with a, with a couple of. They had a good run there, wins. a couple of you know, um, ending about a month ago. Hmm. Um, but this battle was really one. In the middle third of the field, like mm-hmm. St George has dominated territory in there, and even though they've got guys that are you know Origin affected, they still got in absolutely put in. Some could say that Sims tried a little bit too hard. Yeah, and uh, that's you know not not a penalty on the at the time, but um, you know up in front of the judiciary as we speak. In fact, I probably should keep looking at my phone just to see if uh, we get a. Uh, a ruling on that because mm. uh, they obviously they took uh they took um George Burgess out you know firstly that was the the marquee fucking case on this occasion but um yeah Sims is as we're recording right now I mean Sims is in the yeah in the shit yeah the interesting thing was that the Cowboys were not awarded a penalty in the yep. second half yeah so St George kept a one hundred percent clean sheet on discipline. 40 minutes of football. 
apparently any minute this uh, Sims thing is going to drop, but uh, it's a uh, basic. I think they've uh, he's uh, he's been grilled by the judiciary, and I think it's in, in a deliberation phase now. So yeah, there you we go. should know we should know uh, fairly fairly breaking soon. news. Yeah, but not breaking just yet, unfortunately. So we'll continue on. Yes. Um, you had enough to say on this game? No. You haven't had enough to say. I said we had enough oh, to say. Oh, no, yeah. yeah I've, I've, had, I've had more than enough to say. Yeah. Uninspiring. Uh, Giannis Mateus, uh, I would like to formally apologise to Josh McCrone and Jake Marchetto for describing them as the worst players to ever wear the red V. Maranta is a rugby league war criminal. <laughs> what, a, what a story, though, for Lachlan Maranta to, to, you know, be at the Broncos, probably by virtue of his lineage, you know, for, for so yeah. long. And then uh, fucked off to rugby, and I mean, yeah, that says everything about their standards. Yeah, and uh, then comes back. Was to he? Pl- he would have been a shoe in for the Wallabies. Well, look, I'm going. I'm going to tell you. I don't know a fucking thing about rugby. Oh, I probably don't hate gays enough. Yeah, you put. I mean, look. You know, I feel that like if even though he's good enough to play for a, a super, whatever the fuck they, how many they got this year at this moment side, I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's not good enough to take the next step up and be a. Uh, Fuck, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, yeah. We've avoided this for our business. Yeah. But fuck people are dumb cunts. Even, yeah, I was talking to a guy today that I consider a reasonably intelligent guy. And he was talking about how he saw um, uh, Credlin, Peter Credlin, talking yes. about it and saying that, you know, that she thinks it's a bit funny that... Um, you know, it's uh, the issue is that everyone wants inclusion and diversity and for everyone to feel comfortable, but to get that, they have to make someone feel uncomfortable. And yep. he said, she made some really good points and, you know, this and that, that, that. And this guy's an Indian guy and he's a, a massive soccer fan. He's, he follows one of the red teams in England. Um, I don't know which one. And I said, well, fucking hang on. Who's your favourite player? in your team and he's like fucking someone that I've never heard of <laughs> and I go okay so what if that person woke up tomorrow and said um, I hate Indian people they're all scum and and I think they should all all drop dead how would you feel about your team and he said yeah but but flat didn't say that he was just saying something about religion yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, fucking hell okay and this you know this dude is is not um bigoted in any way and he's not religious or anything but just just when I think humanity's a fucking you know headed in the right direction <laughs> he, he just grows an unofficial extra chromie <laughs> fuck me <laughs> oh fucking hell they still got just, I'm just this deliberation's still going on I thought the, the Tarek Sims thing would just come down to a fact that it's just like he's selective origin you know what? Back in the day, that's what it all used to all, all talk, you know? like It probably depends how many cunt Newcastle fans are in that jury. Uh, I think, fucking, who was it? Dallas Johnson was one of them. So, I mean... Well, I wonder what he's feeling on Clemmeries, because the only thing that could be delaying them is six cunts around there circle jerking at each other going, oh, Clem should have been selected for Origin 3. Oh. What a fucking, what a fucking outrage. Oh, how could he not be selected? But if they had, a, if Clem was still injured, and they dropped Saifidi for someone else, oh my god, they fucking hate the new guys. They should have, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Or if it wasn't, if Clem was still injured and it was like someone else was a contender to go into the slot, yeah. you know, the, statistically, they'd be like, oh, no, no, you know, pick and stick. Yeah. yeah pick and stick. Where's your loyalty, Freddie? <laughs> um, I've been on the pipe for a week and I think I'm a selector. Let's hook us up, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Troy on Facey said uh, So I had rubber love a dub to score a try My son's walking around the house screaming Get swifty Yeah I've gone deep <laughs> uh, Lando that's Look, it. I think rubber love a dub dub Is too obvious It is And I think rubber blah blah Rubber rubber If I could find a YouTube clip Of just that bit I'm, you know, I would, There is there's, I would, a, there's a YouTube clip <laughs> Of just all the times he's appeared <laughs> So just eight minutes of Rubber blah blah <laughs> Lando, so this is uncomfortable. Imagine having to remove the Mars bar you inserted before the game after you found out Miranda was in. It was an hour after the game before I relaxed and realized that spastic, despite his best efforts, didn't actually lose us the game. So conflicted. Also not sure anyone will recognize me around town without the funny walk and belt marks around my neck. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> who was it that put the Hutchins documentary thing in there? I think, like, I think it might be old Steve or one-eyed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That was amazing. Uh, the other Friday game, Storm 14 to feed the Roosters 12 in Adelaide, uh, just over 16,000. Good job, Adelaide. The uh, Storm tries to Pappenhausen and Croft. Uh, Smith, two conversions and a penalty goal. The Roosters tries to Tupo and Manu. Uh, Latrell, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. Fuck, I tell you what, how good's a surface when there's no sport on it for 11 months of the year? <laughs> A treat. Fuck, oh, they look great. <laughs> Play beautifully too. Um, the, the Roosters came out pretty quick in this one, and they they certainly showed plenty of, of attacking intent. They you know, obviously were going to go out there and, and try and score quickly and just play a really up tempo style of football and and grind the storm down. But it's very similar similar to the the uh, the Rabbits game in the sense that they had all the running early on, but then yeah. you know the storm just went. One chance, just strung together some excellent fucking passes and backing each other up. And it's, yeah, and you know, after a little bit of a shaky start, like that that early monster penalty. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the fifth tackle leg pull. That's a very un Melbourne like situation. Yeah, but yet again, they show that you know you would suggest on paper that the Roosters have more raw talent, I guess, than than the Storm do. Yep, just with the the quality of players they've got. But they're just coached that fucking well. Like, how often do you see teams actively change their defensive formations depending on the side of the field that the ball's going? Mm. Because whenever it went, whenever the Roosters went left, Melbourne just absolutely fucking stacked that side of the field. Yep. We're happy to let the passes go and just gave them absolutely no fucking room. They just mm-hmm. advanced on them gently. And shut down anything before it even began. Um, but fucking Kenny Bromwich. What a playmaker. <laughs> fucking cutout parts of the century. I was watching that. Well, the, the thing about the thing about plays like that is it's it's un, undefendable because the, no one you can't you can't fucking you can't get game tape yeah. and expect that is one of the fucking <laughs> hundred most likely things to happen in the game course of a game. I was watching it. And I had to rewind and look to to try and see who threw the fucking pass because I couldn't believe my eyes. Um, 
And it was, again, it was that Storm thing they do. They yep. really seem to pick their moments in games. And I think play an 80-minute strategy better than any other team. It's just, it's just it's just patience. They've just yeah, got the, yeah, exactly. That's 100% what it is. It's just that, okay, they can tell and they can feel in a game where teams get into that sort of pre-halftime lull. Yep. You know, as you, okay, there's four minutes to go or five minutes to go and we'll get in and, and then we'll close out the game after that. And again, in instead of going in 12-6 with the Roosters taking a lead to the second half, it was all tied yep. up. Yep. You know, so... Um, it, it, yeah, 100% right. It was just a, a solid effort by the Storm and a little bit of shit cunt gamesmanship by Smith. Yeah. I mean, Second. it almost goes without zero. It, all, it almost doesn't need to be said anymore. I mean, just assume assume it's there. Uh, Second time this year, Storm been bailed out with a dubious penalty. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they do call the referees, do call in Cameron and mm. Mr. Smith and. Cameron! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jai uh, Is it just me Or does Brody Croft Always look disgusted In himself <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a, The lack of effort face uh, Speaking of The mighty Manly Seagulls 30 Defeated the Titans 12 Down at Hope Solo uh, In front of a crowd Of just over 11,000 Gazetted In attendance uh, Manly had a double To Curtis Ciro in his uh, Ciro Junior in his hundredth game, fuck me, he's taken a long time to get to hundred, but uh, it feels yeah. like he's been playing for fucking a, <laughs> a half a you know, decade or more. And that's why, like, for some reason, he still like seems like a like a potential player. Yeah, like you yeah. know, oh, we're expecting great things. Well, he's another him, one of these. So. He's another one of these guys that was supposed to be you know like a, a five eight running five eight or something, and then yeah. you know, winds up in the back row, and you know, yeah, it's great. That's it. Um, uh, Ruben Garrick, uh, George Tafua, and uh, Suli also with tries. Garrick, three or five conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Uh, Titans had uh, two tries to Philip Sammy. Uh, Tyron Roberts, a conversion and a penalty goal. And Ciro, with the, the, the fucking, one of the greatest milestone games, halves of a milestone game ever. Mm. I mean, two tries and a binning in the, in the first <laughs> half of his fucking milestone game. Just outstanding. And I mean, the binning was... You know, probably the first of a couple of absolutely fucking ridiculous bullshit fucking binnings. There was some. I'm, I'm all for like. First, firstly, I'm all for fucking more liberal use of the bin. Yes, and as has kind of been the theme for much of this year. But I mean, at least make it half a fucking excuse for it though. This wasn't the yeah. worst one. I'm not going to go on about this one the most. But holy shit, the the in the Newcastle game, fucking one of the yeah. dumbest fucking binnings I've ever seen in my life. But. Uh, this one, they're fucking on fire in the first half. Everything stuck. Um, second half was a bit scrappy. A lot of just like last passes going to, you know, going to ground or, you know, getting knocked on and things like that, which kind of uh, slowed, you know, stemmed the tide of points a little bit. Um, you know, and, you know, saved uh, Brennan's job potentially. But uh, the, I, I was fucking filthy after the game because, like, after the first half, I would, I would have wanted to see him, you know, put probably another. You know, five tries on them in the second half, just because they they almost felt like they were scoring at will in the first half. But I did calm down a little bit after Desi in the press conference said they basically trained this week and the captain's run was the first time that they yeah. <laughs> because they had guys you know fucked from Origin and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so when I think I think well you know what to get a fucking great win and like an easy win that was never in doubt you know the whole way that's a pretty fucking good result, especially when it's a four-point game yeah. and you're going to buy the next week. So, yep. you know, fair enough. I'm, I'm prepared to forgive it. But um, 
all in all, very, very fucking happy. I mean, the Titans are such a fucking schizophrenic side. Like, they... Like, Tyron Roberts had a great fucking game last time he played against Manly. And admittedly, it was like... I, I can't even fucking remember who was in the halves. I think it might have been LG and fucking Croker or someone. I mean, it was, you know, certainly not, not you know, anywhere near a, you know, a st- at strength side. But, um, but still, it's just like... The, their best game and their worst game are so fucking far apart. Yeah. Like, for individual players and as a team... And um, and like just dumb shit. Like you just like it just seemed like they just they just pass it out to the they just pass it out to the right, and you know two out to the right, and then it would end up with Proctor, and then you know someone would just fucking like Joel Thompson or someone would just jam up on him and just stop, and that's it done. You know, and nothing else is going to happen. Yeah. And and the only times they really looked like they made any breaks with like were either you know severely broken down situations where like you know a ball hit the ground or you know something, yeah. and. Yeah, it'd be frustrating to be a Titans fan, although not as frustrating, not more any more frustrating than any other fucking week. I mean, because they're generally shit. But yeah, you know, I've I, been there. Trent coached my team once. I, I remember I that think, was like. I think it's just there's such a stark difference in the modern game between teams that can create mm. and teams that just rely on you know, pure athleticism. Yeah, to get around because you know, yeah, if you if you get the ball out wide after compressing the middle of the field, then you get a chance to get somebody one-on-one with the defender and if they've got more pace and can get them on the outside. Or can just like offend that. them or just, you know, get get their shoulders free. That's to, it. Yep. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they, they work and they create line breaks and they create scoring opportunities. But you have to be able to create when those aren't on the table. Yep. And that's through quick play of the balls to take people out of the defensive line by being offside. It's through, you know, having bodies in motion and yep. really making the defense make decisions quickly. Yeah. And I don't see the Titans doing too much of that at all. One of the things about this game as well, with Appy being injured, it was the, you know, first time I think we've had Fainu starting and, uh, you know, and, and well, yeah, Fainu starts, fast start. Like, yeah. It looks like the, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, how, you know, across the full 80 minutes, it seemed like there were times when, like, Cherry would jump into dummy half and things like that and just sort of help him out. A bit, so he might have struggled with you know having you know being on for the entire game. Yep. But um, but you know, still he still did a great job. Didn't do anything wrong. I saw fucking oh, fucking forum sometimes. I saw, I saw a thread created after this game, like on Sunday. So you know, concerned about how fucking Daily Cherry Evans is playing after a game where they won by fucking three tries. We're never headed at any point. He threw the direct last pass for two tries and the second last pass for three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Stupid cunts. Look, all I'm going to say is, Manly fans, just remember, it was only fucking, not even 12 months ago, we had fucking Trent coaching the side. Yeah. Enjoy the time you're at. Just like, you got, you got short fucking man. And just try to ignore the obvious personality flaws in <laughs> DCE. You've got you've got fucking short fucking memories because I mean I know I know it's great Desi's back and you know we're under the radar and radar and almost a certain top four side but you know potentially you know you know another forty nil coming up in, in a few short months but just fucking just you know calm down just be humble don't rush it <laughs> it's coming fucking uh, like, tell everyone tell everyone on October sixth like DCE coming through like oh you know yeah that. 
That's right, and I, I think I'm playing really well, and I, th- I think I'm just contributing to the team. And uh, you know, don't don't forget that we had our coaching dramas in the past. And when you think about it, that's that's really what a coach is, because it's like a coach with with a horse on front, and and he's the horse, but sometimes he's also the coach in the back. And um, and and we've just got to remember that and get on with playing great rugby league football as a team, the Manly Sea Eagles. But just fucking someone stab the cunt, please. Oh my god, you fucking been living in Queensland too long. Just. <laughs> Seriously, oh. I, I would really want to go to Origin fucking camp and slit the cunt's throat, except I don't think the rest of the nation could deal with a flood levy because there would be that much blood in that fucking giraffe neck of his. The only, pro- the only problem is, I mean, it's Ugh. the, 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 or- the Origin camps, the only, the only people who get that fucking angle is, like, is the media. And so it's kind of like, he's, he's like the... The reverse Darius Boyd. I mean, Darius Boyd. You just, you know, you'd go. Th- they went through that period where he's just grunting at them like a fucking caveman. What he's all he's doing is just giving a more practiced, fucking eloquent version of that. <laughs> of what the media yeah, needs to hear. No, I I think that if something you know walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a fucking shit cunt human being with no personality and social issues. I would just like to say, having been fucking absolutely blind with him, that's not the case. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, I'm, I'm sure Darius is a bit of fun on the piss too. But well, you know. Darius, I mean, I mean, surely he's fucking. I don't think. I don't think, don't think drinking's where it ends with Darius. <laughs> that well, cunt sharing needles. We, we all know where it ends in the Alhambra <laughs> toilets. <laughs> yeah, fucking rubbing dicks with two of his closest mates <laughs> and some random fucking <laughs> playing hickory dickory valley, dock valley with valley Sam Thaddeus nutsack. <laughs> Does uh, so just uh, just going to be over here underneath the radar. Just a quiet four point win for Manly by next week. Indeed, Danny said. Has anyone made a list of teams that have been burned play, paying big dollars for Melbourne players that turn out to be bums? Proctor is a fucking joke. Well, this is the thing. It goes back to what we were talking about with the storm before in the storm game. Great fucking system coach yep. that can either select. Probably, I think it's most of it is selection. And and then you know every now and then he's probably forced through you know economic reasons or injury yeah. or whatever to have to use a player that's there and and be able to adapt them to the system. Yep. But I think most of the time it's just a matter of he's he's they just can select and groom and, players and into trains, the system. Trains for personality and and personal motivations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And so you know because. Yeah, Proctor Proctor wasn't a fucking joke at the, at the storm, and he certainly didn't leave to go to the Titans when he was past his prime yeah. or anything like that. So, I, that might be a bit harsh. Like, there's a lot of fucking problems at the storm. I don't think Proctor's a major one. Like, you know, he's he's probably off his best. Yeah, but it's like I don't see Proctor as the guy that you're fucking, you know, putting inside. You know, you 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 fucking centre and. Like it just, it just seemed like a game plan. They just kept. It, it's like they didn't have yeah. any imagination, yeah. and they didn't have any any creativity. If, if NRL coaches were half fucking smart, yeah, they'd make that public. Everyone would be up there and go, "Oh, you know, look, we really don't want Storm players once they've been at the Storm because they're overvalued, they're overpriced. <laughs> you get them out of there, and they they turn to shit wherever they go." Um. Well, if you're if you're Bellamy, that's the narrative you'd be getting out there. If you if you felt like it wouldn't hurt the fucking mentality yeah, of your players, because then then there's no market for them, and then you can pay them fucking through. You know, you can pay them like three quarters of what they're worth. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then you don't have to fucking cook the second pair of books <laughs> and the fucking you know get the get the fucking jet skis out and 
the Harvey Norman vouchers or whatever. Uh, normies, uh, fuck you and fu- and your team. Also, fuck me and my so-called team. Fuck this sport. Fucking everything. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> the Knights, 26 to feed the Broncos, 12 uh, in Newcastle, just a touch under 24,500 in attendance. The Knights, 26 tries to uh, Edric, uh, Lenor, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, and two dads. Lenor, four of four conversions and a penalty goal. Um, Broncos, 12, tries to Flegler and Stags, and uh, Stags with uh, two conversions. I'll tell you what, there's reminiscence of greatness reared its head to me when watching this fucking Knights game. Oh, yeah. Like, they they want to talk, oh, you know, we're not getting credit. I'll tell you what, this Knights game, in this particular game, it flashed back to me and it reminded me of the greatest era of Newcastle Knights rugby league in history. When they stomped on Tuvi's face like the shit cunt he is? No, no, not that. Mason Lenor has brought back the fucking barge-ass of fucking Joey Johns. <laughs> I am a massive Mason Lenore fan. Yeah. Um, have been from, from his time at the Warriors. I, I, don't, I don't think he's slotted into that Knights team the way he did in the Warriors. I remember he came in as a replacement for both Green and Johnson. And, and they were often winning yeah. where they hadn't been with the actual yeah, established yet. And, and he looked... Equally at home, Either, you know, yep. being the foil to to the more methodical, thought out green or the fucking ADD kid, yep. Johnson. Yep. Um, but yeah, again, he's, I think he's starting to look more comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Interesting play with uh, Darius going to six and Milf going to fullback. I mean, because if there's one thing you wanted to say about Darius in the games at fullback leading up to this clash, was that uh, you know he's one on one defence. <laughs> Yeah, his defence was never a problem. So putting him up in the line, it's a fucking great idea. <laughs> Nothing bad could have come out of that at all. <laughs> and uh, and and you know we all we all you know held our laughter uh, as the team was announced and sort of thought, oh, well, you know, is this gonna? I mean, you know, Milf is probably seventy five percent heavier than he was when he played fullback last. Mm. Uh, when he when he when he basically set his contract value when he was playing for Canberra yeah, still. That's it. And, uh, you know, oh, Halo getting homesick and whatnot. Um, well. On that, though. Milf the- was actually okay. Yeah, no, he was. The Knights had to do their job. They, they weren't mm. just going to show up and, and walk over the Broncos. But yeah. They learned a lesson, I think, from the last couple of weeks that they had as well. They went into a couple of games, maybe overconfident or, or underprepared, I don't know what it was, um, brought down to earth big time by Melbourne. Yep. And and they look to have simplified their game plan and they look to have a lot more enthusiasm in what they were doing. You know, there's the the second try they scored was off a nice little offload and the first instinct is just run. Yep. Yeah, so often you see teams an offload pops out and somebody catches it. And they're looking to spin it to the next guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're just they're just standing there dancing, deciding yeah. what to do. Just fucking run forward. And just fucking run and then opportunities present themselves. Um and they had enough grit to go on with it. I think if Newcastle are gonna get anything out of this team, they they're gonna get and, and I don't want to say it's a sharks like performance because it, it really wasn't that grind of the sharks love. But I mean, like before we before we start, you know, getting too fucking you know crazy about it. 
This 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 game was only eight point eight point lead, you know, under ten minutes to go before they fucking finally sealed it. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, but it, that's some what would tell you some some Knights fans would tell you that they fisted them. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a comfortable. It was a comfortable win. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure it was a a Cronulla style, you know, arm yeah. wrestle or you know, get, yeah, no. get in the gutter and and grind. But it it was some hard work, and it was some okay, keep in it and. And just everybody getting up and, and doing what they need to do. That's my Betty bias. That's your Betty bias little yeah. tune. Um, yeah, nice response to a shellacking from the Knights. And, and, and I mentioned earlier the, with the, the Sin Binnings, this, this is the game that had the, one of the stupid-ass fucking Sin Binnings I've ever seen in my life with fucking Gave. Yes. For being and as he was simbing, it was like I think the referee said something like, "Oh, you, you know, you were all over his head or something like." It was just like <laughs> he wasn't a high tackler or anything. He just tackled and he just sort of you know gave him a bit of the business and like yeah. not in any bad way. Just the incidental sort of contact that happens when you're making a tackle when you're up high, wrapping up a guy who's only like two meters from the try line, and yeah. you know you're potentially making sure the ball's completely That's covered it. up so they can't fucking crash yeah. over. <sighs> fucking retarded. Um, Elvie, so no Ponga. Uh, Levi losing Edric 20 minutes into the game. Uh, Gabe bin for 10. Still absolutely fist the full-strength Broncos. <laughs> Can we get a little cred now, please? JDHD, uh, seeing the Damien Cook-shaped asterisk on Seabold's career just get bigger and bigger as each game <laughs> passes as chicken soup for the soul. Um Little Buffalo, if you're uncomfortable gloating over the deplorable form of the Broncos, please allow me to do it for you. Hashtag shit cunts deserve shit. Uh, hashtag all the advantages, none of the class. Hashtag Broncos are bums. So here's the thing. I am very comfortable gloating about the yes. current deplorable form of the Brisbane Broncos. Yes. And I would use more colorful language than you did in your hashtag. So yes. uh, Rick said, uh, the Knights are surely the greatest accomplishment of the NRL. I'm confused why that isn't apparent to all. Hashtag realities for the week. Fucking ices for the Hunter residents. Um, Winston said, talk about conflicted. One part of me is stoked that the Mule supporters team just got raped like an underage Honduran prostitute at a Tijuana donkey show. But on the other hand, the Knights supporters won't be buying Mars bars this week and will again start to believe their own inbred coal dust sniffing meth shelving propaganda that they are a real team. Why why are Honduran prostitutes getting raped in in Mexican donkey shows? I mean, surely there's plenty of Tijuana. A little known fact. Um, donkey's actually a discerning lover <laughs> um, yeah look here's the thing Newcastle if you need somebody like you, you know you were so used to having Andrew Johns mm-hmm. and and he was a hero for your club he was then a hero for your state and the rest of us embraced him as our hero too the state Correct. of origin time yep he was a hero for his country mm-hmm. and you've replaced him with Mitchell Pearce, who, when it came time to Origin, said that uh, no, he, he didn't want to play. So if that's how far you fall in Newcastle, that that you would give up the honour of New South Wales. I mean, he would rather he would rather put a yellow dress on a little fucking puppy dog. Yes, and fuck it. Yes, than represent his state in the fucking sky blue. Exactly. Let alone his country. Yeah. I spit in his general direction. And bestiality, motherfucker. <laughs> the Parramatta Eels, 22, defeated the Raiders, 16, up in Darwin, just over 5,000. Oh, 
The Eels 22 tries for Tamau Moses and a double to Blake Ferguson. Uh, Moses, three of four conversions. The Raiders 16 tries to Nick Clocks, that Whiten and Chris Croker, a conversion and a penalty goal. Wow. The yeah, Canberra right. Raiders winding the clock back. <laughs> 2018-2017. Continued their trend, though, of lightning fast starts. Yeah. Is Nickel Klogstad shoo-in now for revelation? It, it, may be, it may be so. Well, we'll I mean, I, have, I have, would have to say he's a shoo-in for the ballot. Well, who else is there? I don't know, but I'm sure we'll think about it oh, before i got to put the fucking thing up. Yeah, fucking Naden. What am I saying? Yeah, too late now. Can't put him on. Why? He just hasn't played enough games to be a revelation. <laughs> it's a revelation that he's not already in fucking jail. How's that? That's a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, and at 16 nil, I'm impressed that the Eels really stuck solid on this. I was expecting them to half fold or for Canberra to just apply a little bit more pressure. This is the thing. I think they want, I, I, I think they were there to fold. They wanted to fold. Mm. It wasn't like they ground their way back in the game. I think Canberra just took the fucking foot way off. Yeah. Look, but yeah, not as a team though. Like poor old Whiten had one of the most fucking rocks and diamonds yeah. performances yeah. that I've seen from an individual in a very, very, very long time. Like, you know, there, there was a stage late in the game where it was 22-16. He puts in this fucking great kick, spot on. He chases through himself, forces the drop out. Like, yep. that's real leadership, you know, yeah. origin player stuff. And I'm like, okay, fuck, that, that's good. And then he knocks a drop out on. Yeah. You know, it, they kick it to him and he just fucking, just fucking clean bowls him. <laughs> so, um, when you're having a night like that, that there, there is fucking wild horses couldn't pull you back into form. And then, like, this Canberra side that, you know, based a lot of their early season ascendancy on just having this fucking... The, the, remember their defence? It was always a talking point before yep. a game. It was like, oh, my God, this Canberra defence. Yeah. That fucking try for Moses, which essentially won the game for... Yeah. You know, it didn't, I didn't... I think it was, they were 18-16 up at the time, but it essentially iced the game for them. Fuck me. Like, that was... Yeah. It was like watching that Cheekham score against the Broncos earlier. Like, yeah, just one of those things where there were so many bodies around the fucking ball and they're just, just like four guys missed easy yeah, tackles and just it. unbelievable. Um, the Eels, once again, happy hunting ground up there. I think they won five of six that they've had up there yep. in Darwin. So, you know, I'm not going to say it's a thing, but far out. I think, you know, good on them for getting out there as well, being part of the regional tour. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And, and it's great if you can get a regional ground... That's you know you 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 have a deal to to play there for a, a length of time and you're not actually ass fucking yourself yeah, by you know by dropping two points every time yeah, you do it. I mean well, you know, it's great to see it successful for them. Um, fucking Raiders, uh, Voodoo Rock, BA pissing excellence in Mount Franklin tonight. I tell you, a lot of bottles. Hundred percent. He's fucking putting Molly in his water bottles. I've never seen anyone just keep going back to the well like that so many times. Just, just time after time oh after God. time. I mean, if he, if if he if you saw him with like a, a chupa chup or something in his mouth as well, hundred percent locked in. Uh, Stroking the assistant coach's face. 
Chris said, uh, I was watching the game with my missus. After about the 10th shot of Brad Arthur downing his Mount Franklin, she asked, is that guy on speed? No one drinks that much water. I say, Timmy Manor thinks so. She asks, who's Timmy Manor? Joke wasted. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers 19 defeat the Warriors 18 at Mount Smart. Crowded a tick under 13,000. The uh, Panthers tries to uh, Tamau and a double to Naden. Uh, Cleary, uh, sorry, Maloney with three conversions and a field goal. Uh, Warriors. Tries to Hiku, Bantia 4, and Satua. Uh, two penalty goals and a conversion to Patrick Herbert. Ultimately, the difference. This was a strange fucking game. Fuck you, NRL. Fuck you, referees. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to take our pride, motherfuckers. You can sin bin our whole fucking team. <laughs> and we'll win games. Penrith showed pretty early on in this one that, that they were yet again persisting with what I've come to describe as a uh, handling-dependent offensive game plan. <laughs> Which This was a funnier one. This doesn't is, seem to have the risk-reward factor I no. look for. <laughs> <laughs> this, this game was like the... It, it was almost the reverse of the South game. Like when you said when they got the field goal and they looked like they were, they were up and they were, yep. you know, they, 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 they were up, but it was kind of like, even, even when like Reynolds got the field goal, he just sort of, he was doing, you know, some little dabs and stuff, but he wasn't, you know, no one was you know, really celebrating or anything like that. He seemed pretty focused. The fucking Warriors had this game. It, it was, and they did everything fucking right too, except yeah. for miss a tackle. Yeah. They even even that set before that last try, they fucking had them pit like probably about two meters out from the line when they started their set. Every t- every tackle, like, they were fucking hitting them, and yep. and it was just like one missed fucking tackle, yep. pretty much. That's it, and then that was it. And then they still then proceeded to do the worst golden point time play yeah. I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like just the dumbest fucking golden pointing and it, in history. It wasn't all, all them. You know, look, they they kept Penrith in the game early on yeah. with some poor handling and some poor fifth tackle options, especially. Yep. Like there were a couple of times that that I, I I'm not even sure that they knew that they didn't know it was the fifth, but that they just chose these weird fucking. It's just it's what what it is. It's just it. I I feel like it's not like a, I mean like I I believe that you know like someone like Blake Green is a great fucking leader, mm. but I just don't know if these cunts can be led. A yeah. lot of these dumb fucking cunts because in the goal and point time there was that time there where they made a like a half a break down the left. Yep. I don't think it was the last tackle. Yeah. And they made a break down the left and then he passes it out to the Winger who goes and then he just fucking kicks it. Yeah. And Penrith ended up picking it up on about the forty meter line yep. or some shit. And I'm like. It's golden point, you dumb cunt. Like, you start yeah. a team up on the 40. Of course, they're going to fucking roll down to the five and kick a yeah, five. It, like, yeah. It's like, I just think that it's just this lack of fucking game. It's the type of game awareness that I was fucking bemoaning in the women's fucking state of origin game. Mm. Like, where it's just this, they just don't think through just the basic building jerk. blocks of yeah. what a fucking, what the game requires in a situation. Yeah. It's just so stupid. And, the, yeah, Penrith did their part as well, doing it with, you know, even when they they were looked to be dominant on the field, and, yep. and they really looked like they had the the run there. You know, there was that stage at the end of the first half where they had it was three or four sets they had in a row incomplete and poorly incomplete where they didn't yep. need to be. You know, errors that they'd pushed on themselves. 
for the Warriors, I thought Bunty Afoa was absolutely massive. Like he, whenever he was on the field, brought an instant uplift to the forward pack and what they were doing. Yep. And discipline was a problem for Penrith. Like the first half penalty count was eight four. Yep. And that's just abs. You, you can't give teams that much start. Then the second half, the Warriors had a poor old fucking Roach. Gone for the year. Ooh, and you see the way he dropped yeah. at that. Fuck me, though. The, I'd rather watch Robbie Farrow get eye gouged. Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather watch that. Yeah, than I a lot of fucking things. As I, as I said that, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> if I could go to a desert island and I was only allowed to take one video with me. I'd rather watch that than fucking three quarters of the categories on Pornhub. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'm being shipped off to Guantanamo and they go, you can take one movie for entertainment, one porno. Yeah. Only need one. <laughs> Look like a taco girl. Poquino las dos. But the sin binning, like the Martin sin binning was was strange. That was a strange, yeah. Because it was the first penalty of the second half. Yeah. But it was the justification was like, I've had too much of this shit. Yeah, again. <laughs> I've had enough of you motherfucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> and, and the thing is, you know, the thing that gets me is how referees just are fucking dismissive. The captain's like, yeah, you know, Jimmy Maloney's having a crack at him going, hang on, when, when did this come up? What, what were you saying? He goes, I spoke to you down there. He goes, yeah, you didn't speak to me. I'm the captain. He goes, oh, I don't have to. Yeah. That's just fucking absolute shit country. Yeah. Like, you want people to respect you. And this is where I'll come back again to the fucking point. I'm like, I, st- fucking I point? still reckon that Maloney would be the, like, 35 minutes before that moment happened, though, he's just fucking yep, 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 yep yeah, the whole time. It. And you're kind of like, I'm not going to talk to that cut. Um, Fuck him. <laughs> The way they fix it is to allow referees to reverse all decisions on advice from the bunker. Yeah. That there is not a fucking decision out there that the bunker can't chime in on and go, oh, hold up for a tick. No. Yep. Especially situations like, you know, could we knock on, but actually the guy never touched it, but, you know, the referee was 35 metres away and looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you or like, go or, or, or like you know things like um like uh when they wreath the ball out or whatever and yep. you, you know and you go oh no that they actually yeah. they fucking did do yeah, that that's, that's that it. wasn't a loose carry exactly yeah. spot on um and it, you know the bunker's not perfect either they they fucked up uh, awarding the Warriors try in this one you know missed a hand in touch yep. not like that's what you fucking pay to do with your high tech fucking freeze frame yeah yeah. <laughs> um, the Jerome Luai one, to me, was the most angry. And not in terms of any sort of ref's fault or anything like that. But the fact that you got a player in the sin bin already yeah. from what was a dubious call. Yeah. And then fucking pocket refs run in going, professional foul. It's a fucking professional foul. You know, have a look yeah. by all means. Yeah. You know, well, why is that any different to, to sending a try up? To the bunker. Yeah. Now you go, look, can you review this? We believe there may be a professional foul. And then the bunker would have looked at that and gone, nah, 
<laughs> going for the ball, contesting the ball, actually yep. tried to pull out of contact. Yep. And uh, and there we go. So nothing to see here moving along. So it ended up with Penrith with two in the bin. And, you know, say that you- And I tell you, you've got some fucking fans that love going fucking apoplectic. Oh, fuck yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll talk about refs folding until the fucking cows come over. My God, I don't think there's a fan base as a whole- and that color can't fucking. I'm not. I don't even follow him, so I'm not even talking about 44. No, I'm just saying there. There, as a fan base, they can get they're so fucking apoplectic oh, yeah. about fucking referees. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's contagious. I don't know, but who knows? <laughs> you had a fucking little Ebola oh. monkey in your fucking in your <laughs> fan group. But I think that did them a lot of good to have that adversity. Yeah, because they still look like a rugby league team that don't know what to do with the upper hand. And by that I mean, when you look at those teams, that the really well-coached teams, you, you Melbourne, you Roosters, those sorts of people, they understand that when you start to get dominance in a game, when you've got the the ascendancy in the, the flow of the game, mm. that's when you need to be better yourself. Because if you're to take advantage of it, you need to be almost perfect. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't wait until you've got the upper hand and then all of a sudden do what Penrith do and start dropping balls and yeah. pushing passes and, and doing dumb shit. Yep. So for them to come together like that and do it, and it was on the back of some some great energetic play by people like Naden to get the team home. So easy, yeah. easy to cop and certainly making, fuck ups when you win. Well, it's, it's also it's also makes it super easy to. I mean, there's, there's not a lot the administration's done right over the last fucking probably 18 months if mm. you look at the fullness of time. But one thing that I don't think any Penrith fan is ever going to fucking argue with, at least at the moment, is getting rid of fucking Bean. Yeah. You know, when you see, okay, yeah, now I understand, Nathan's yeah. fucking killing it. You yeah. Know? Um, oh, look, you know, I'm, I'm still not entirely happy that Wong is going, but maybe it's just- uh, Fucking get on board or you'll kill you or someone he's fucking related to, Will. <laughs> Uh, Shana said uh, RTS does impressions now First Ponga Then Darius Talented guy uh, <laughs> Perm Fuck Sutton Fuck Maxwell The cheating cunt Still couldn't get the Warriors Over the line Naden In hiding for in Reggie's for years To emerge as a fucking beast Greg the Hidden uh, Levius Such blatant favouritism By the referees in that game Every man and their dog Knows that Carl Lawton's try Should have been awarded Disgraceful from the NRL And the referees They just don't want a Kiwi team in the finals Hashtag robbed Hashtag bin the bunker Hashtag cheats Hashtag should have gone To Specs Davis Hashtag give us our two points And uh, Fat Harry Lazy Amazing what Cleary can do When he rids himself Of the decline Yes Final game, the Doggies, 14, with a huge upset, defeating the Sharks, 12, at ANZ, a crowd of just under 8,500. The Doggies tries to Hopper Jr. and uh, DWZ. Meany, two conversions and a penalty goal. The Sharks, three tries, uh, tries to Fecky, Sean Johnson and Josh Dugan, and not a single conversion was kicked by Sean Johnson, which ultimately cost them the fucking game. Yes. The doggies 14 nil dickheaded themselves and uh, managed to hold on. I think they might, this is the first time the curse has ever been fucking <laughs> lifted in recent times. I'm not a Harry Potter aficionado, but am I wrong? Or was there like a frittata wizard that just couldn't do things properly? And he'd be like, Amicadabra, and like, 
bounced the wrong spell to some cunt because it seems like that's what the dogs did with the 14 nil dickhead. Oops, we won. Are you talking about fucking uh, Ron? I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't a, he wasn't a, a, a homie. Homie with a chromie, but he was a he was a ranger, which is you know. I mean, you know. Potato frittata. <laughs> is there a difference? Potato <laughs> frittata. <sighs> um, Simple thing. Look, you know, the, the, there's, there's, there was a couple of, of key moments in this game. One which, you know, kept it closer than it, than it needed to be, and one that um, that that ultimately cost the game for the Sharks. That Sean Johnson try was such a fucking load of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, if the fucking one at the Tigers, yeah. if the one that the Tigers scored with that put down, I mean, fucking who's who's fucking old mate that that had the ball raked out? Oh, fucking what's his name? He's that fucking. Uh, He's that fucking guy. It's like a rookie of the year for the sharks on the fucking edge on the right there. Cherry. No, 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 no. Like the, the forward on the edge, fucking not the center. He gets it. He clearly the ball gets. Yeah, the ball got fucking like knocked out. He clearly hits it with his left oh, hand um, afterward. Nakora. Nakora. That's yeah. it. And uh, <laughs> like clearly, the most fucking obvious. I mean, don't. <sighs> Like you know, yeah. it's like someone, someone they'll, they'll kick a drop out and it'll go fucking fifty meters on the fly and then it'll bounce and the guy will touch it, it'll touch his hands as it goes straight through his guy's leg and behind him. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, that's a knock on. Yeah, but then you get a cunt fucking the ball's going forward, he knocks it further forward. <laughs> oh no, they look at it for fucking four hours on the freeze frame. Yeah, wasn't yeah. a good weekend for the bunker, but um, but that's that kept them close. But then at the end when they had like a three on one overlap or whatever, I mean, just put it through the hands, Chad, and he fucking. The- the shittiest thing for poor old Chad was he'd been fairly invisible for most of the game. Mm. You know, the the Sharks were relying on, on Moylan and Johnson to get them out. Yeah. And I don't know whether they thought that there were some quick, easy points there or whether that was the, the way around the dogs. The way around the dogs is just playing consistent football for fucking 80 minutes. And that's not the way around the dog. No, no it's probably t- for 20 minutes. That's the yeah, way around the dogs. For, for, for 80 minutes is, is how, you, yeah. how you fucking smash them. Exactly. Um, yeah, and again, for, for their part, Foran played really well when he was on the field. Foran's guy, if he was going to be injury free, I mean, he's never going to, he's never going to be what he was like, you know, circuit, you know, 2010 to, yeah. to 2000, you know, 13, 14. Yeah. If he could but, stay on, he'd almost be like grizzled veteran. Yeah. Yeah. You know, level. Um, DWZ seems to have slotted in nicely. Yeah, well, um, of course he's playing for the dogs. I mean, he's a fucking he's their best player now. <laughs> he's loving it. He's probably getting fucking paid the homage that he feels like he deserves. It's yeah. You know, again, you, you look at what Cronulla do and the the try that Moylan laid on. You know, six minutes to go, mm. and he just pops up out of nowhere, doing what he does best. Oh fuck, I'm over here now. Yep, adds an extra man to the line, drawing pass. Like it, it just it all looked so smooth in that play. Yeah, but contrasting that with the rest of the game, where it was Moylan and Johnson that were just all over the shop. Yeah. Just all over the shop. And look, yeah, how, I mean, they haven't played a lot together though either. I mean, they've been, you know, there's been, they've both been they out haven't. for reasonable amounts of time. So but I think their fuck-ups were very little to do with combination or cohesion. You know, which is like, Moylan had fucking terrible hands at the back, which is unfortunately not something you want in a fullback. No. 
you know, yeah. I just feel like maybe it's not like a cohesion thing, but I think it's just uh, they maybe they don't quite know what their place is in which scenarios. And for the sake yeah. of the sharks, I mean, it'd want to fucking start to happen over the next month or else. It, it in- certainly will. And again, that shark brand of football that we've all come to know and fear. Taking where- performance enhancing drugs and reaping the benefits. Is that yes, thought? Is that's it? it. Yep. That definitely. Um, but where they'll get in and just beat you and beat you and beat you and beat you into submission. The Ike Turner playbook, I believe they call it. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't get simply the best <laughs> unless Ike has been playing Proud Mary on you for a couple of decades. <laughs> See, I, I love the subtlety of that. I love the subtlety of that. I was going to say that, you know... <laughs> Johnny Morris just rocks up to training and you know, sh- shows home videos of Rosie Batty's ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, yeah, Matt Moylan needing a try to win the game. Yep, throwing a no-look cutout pass over the heads of everyone. Outside you and over the sideline. Yep, that's that's not that Cronulla brand of football. No, um, the the knock on at dummy half, and the good shit about the dogs was they were smart enough to not give away penalties. Yeah, for a team that's won three games in a season, they had every right to fucking panic when Cronulla were coming back at them. Yep. in the final stages of this game, but they fucking kept it together. They kept playing smart. They were cautious in not well, they, they giving kept, away they kept, penalties. They kept getting to their kick, and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't always always the greatest. But I mean, it was definitely good enough. Yeah, hundred percent. Cronulla weren't getting any free rides. Yeah. Um, and fucking little Cogger's actually killing it. Hmm? Or he, or he's just you know by comparison to the rest of that dog side. Yeah, that's what he knows. He's doing a job though. He looked fucking capable when all of a sudden he becomes the most experienced half in the side. Yeah. That was a fucking solid effort from him. So, well done, doggies. Enjoy it. And uh, the, the, the unfortunate thing for the Cronulla fans on this occasion is this is fucking GT351's grand final. <laughs> <laughs> he has talked so much shit over the years against the Sharks. So, you know this is one to save him. So, first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give the floor to, to Jason first. So he said, uh, JSJ Hogan on Twitter said, uh, something, something, bag of dicks, hashtag peptides, hashtag bag of dicks. And then the floor goes over to GT. He sent us one tweet, and I said, "This is your fucking grand final. The floor is yours." <laughs> Can we get this game? And I like it when people say that the term, like you know, oh, you know, fucking, you know, you know, pump this into my veins and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Even in the in the height of victory, he still won't take the low ground and inject himself like a Cronulla Sharks player. Can we get this game into a syringe? and injected up the shark's drug-riddled arms. Even with the ref's help, the roid-munching Gronk still lost to the team, coming dead last by a country mile. Shark fans can control, console each other with the bags of dicks they love so much. Then uh, uh, Knowing that we won't be there for the big dance, this win means everything to me. To see Gal stand up in the last minutes thinking he would win, then sit down all sad, that was my Mars bar moment. Without the need to insert food stuff up my orifice or like some shark's fans. <laughs> oh, and breaking news. Tarek Sims, guilty. Clem really? isn't aside anyway. All that bitching for nothing, you little fucking bastards. 
Fuck. So yeah, so it looks like it looks like Clemmer's going to be going to be straight in, and what will the fu- oh you know I guess that's timely. I mean, all week they've had to bitch about um, Clemmer not being there, and now they'll you know then the the, the 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 change of shifts occurs, and for the rest of the week they can bitch about us not respecting their goddamn team oh, enough. You know what? I'm so confident in this New South Wales team. Now I just want Freddie to bring Payne Haas in. <laughs> oh, Freddie. Previews this week is the short round, only four games. Um, <clears throat> first up on Thursday night, we have the Dragons taking on the Storm at Wynn. Uh, well, look, obviously there's going to be you know, origin force changes. So uh, so Hunt, uh, Smooth Corey, they're in Queensland. We've got Frizzle, Nizzle and uh, Vaughan in New South Wales. Sim suspended now. Uh I think that's a bridge too far uh, for for the Dragons. The Storm, for their part, no Chambers, which, I mean, I think is kind of a wash. I mean, I just just don't Mm. rate him. Adokar, Munster, especially big loss. Welch has made his appearance in the Queensland side for the first time, so uh, Mm. another loss. Uh, Wanda Sykes Sykes and Finucane, fuck me. What a what an aborted game this is. (laughs) I say Solomon Akata makes his debut at centre. So that'll be interesting to see. The return of Shandor Earl. God, he had a fucking shocker. That was that was the last the last time he played that game where he just played like an absolute fucking. Didn't he spastic. himself again? Oh, I thought that. I thought that's what Bill. I mean, Bill he fucking slammed his head in the door on the way <laughs> out of the dressing room. Yeah. Is this is this his second game back or is? Because that first game back was one of the worst fucking yeah, games. That's it. But uh, you know he's back. You know maybe he's uh he's the foil to um the dragons i mean after all like, what happened to a fucking maranta that he's not there this week i can't imagine that they <laughs> did they legitimately drop him unbelievable what are you doing dragons <laughs> um with all those players out why is pappenhausen dropping to the bench as well who knows? Maybe Bellamy's just named. Oh, Jerome Hughes, is, Jerome Hughes is not going to Origin, so fair enough, I guess, yeah. Um, you'd think you'd find a fucking place for him, though. Yeah. I mean, especially with... Um, especially, I mean, you've got, okay, you've got Brody Croft in the seven, the Billy, Wal- Billy Walters in the six. I mean, you'd think they'd you know, put Hughes in the six, maybe, and Pappenhausen at one because he can cover it. Yeah. But, you know, who am I to uh, or maybe, second guess the super coach? Maybe this is that thing where Bellamy's just been planning on not having players around for origin for so long yeah that that he's gone okay well i'll you know this game i'll count as a write-off anyway yep i mean i still i would would still favor the storm to win this game but it's one of those really hard ones to pick because the players that have been taken out of the illawarra illawarra side have been fucking are are they they're great players yeah the ones that are left are the ones that have been making mistakes (laughs) and fucking them over except for rubber rubber rubber. And, uh, yep, I'm still going Storm. Yes. At the end of the day, I feel that, I feel that Bellamy and, uh, Cameron Smith, and, and also, you know, they've got, they've got the Bromwiches and they've got like, you know, Asafa Solomon and these guys up front to, and that's the, that's the area where the Dragons have been weakened the most, you know, with these guys taken out. So, you know, Storm. In other breaking news. Yes. Long time Twill Nation Immortal fucking noughts yep has just changed his fucking 
profile photo. Two. To one of those ones where the cunt looks like he's trying to hold up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, no. That is an absolute fucking trap. Like, that. that is an abortion of a photo. That is, that, that, that's like getting a fucking Bintang singlet in, <laughs> in Bali. <laughs> Noughts, mate. Oh, Noughts. <sighs> so disappoint. Uh, the Tigers take on the Roosters. Uh, this one at Wank Best. The Tigers only lose them by uh, to Origin. Mm. Uh, the Roosters obviously going to miss Teddy. They're going to miss Cordner. Kiri comes back after his uh, mandatory Isaiah Yo hiatus. <laughs> and uh, so what have we got? Oh. Okay, so we've got Latrell in the centres. Manu goes to fullback. Rory Hargraves comes back. Honestly, the Roosters aren't as depleted as I, as I thought they'd be. And... And I guess as they as they would be in years gone by too. I mean, because they have the luxury of having you know their, their halves together to, yep. in an origin period, you know, yep. which is crazy. Um, That's it. So look, I'm, I, I favour yeah, the, the Roosters well and truly. Uh, the Knights take on the Warriors in Newcastle. The uh, okay, so so Clemmer, he looks like he'll be back in Origin. So that's a. That's a bit of a double reverse there. Um, Saifidi, Glasby on origin duty as well. Fuck, wouldn't it suck if they just got monstered in the forwards this week? <laughs> the Knights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so uh, Levi returns at hooker. So Connor Watson's going to drop back to fullback. Um, yeah, center, okay. Look, the Knights have got a... You know, you know, they've lost a couple, of, a couple of their big boys. But, I mean, you know, by and large, they're still a fairly... Especially in terms of their backline, I mean, they're, they're, there's a fair bit of continuity there for them. Yep. So I don't think, and, and with the Warriors, fuck, well, you know, they've lost Roach for the season. Isaac Luke's coming back via the bench, and uh, you know, I can't, you can't say there's no continuity there either. However, they're not travelling that great. Yeah, no, in Newcastle. Not. Yeah, back to the Knights. Sharks take on the Broncos. Now, I mentioned at the start of the uh, start of the show, this is a fucking. Potentially historic time oh. in uh, in our national rugby league. I have no faith in the Titans and the Bulldogs holding up their end, but it's not fucking impossible either. I dare to dream. The dream begins with the first fucking the first eighty minutes of REM sleep, and that's the Sharks taking on the Broncos at Reclaim Australia. The Broncos have had an atrocious time scoring points in first halves away from home this season. I believe it's like the figure something like six or eight. All season Ooh. long, like yes. in the first half, in a way, mm. like just atrocious. So the Sharks have a real opportunity if they can put it on them in the first half. And they're not, I don't feel like they're not that bad off in terms of origin. I mean, they lose Wade Graham, who's fantastic and was fantastic for them the other, the other day yep. as well. Capewell has been doing a job for them ever since they signed him away yes. from Ipswich. Kyle Flanagan on the bench as well. Woods comes up. He starts up front, which is, you know. Now the Broncos. Uh, uh, sorry, Boyd goes back to fullback uh, due to the injury of Milf. They lose Oates, David Fafita, Matt Gillett, Joe Offangawe, all to origin duty. Kenner was injured last week. 
there's a lot of changes in this Broncos side. The Broncos side wasn't going... The only danger in this game is that this all of these fucking changes and, like, you know, this experiment of um, Jake Turpin in the six... Uh, yeah, all, yeah, like because yeah. you got remember that whole baby Broncos thing yeah. started at with the baby Broncos yep. in a game against the Tigers years That's ago. It. This is one of those sorts of games where you know you've got some debutantes, you've got a winger Herbie Farnworth coming yeah. to the side, yeah. you've got um, Xavier Coates on the other side. Yep. Uh, you know, Turpin for you know one thing. I mean, one thing Turpin has over their five eighth of last week is he fucking gives everything. <laughs> That can't actually Fuck care. No, he, he, yeah. he actually cares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike that shit can't. And I mean, if you believe the news reports today that uh, that were it not for Milford's injury and then the, the hefty player turnover due to state of origin this round, Fluffy would have been dropped this week. Um, so plausible so, deniability there. Seems. So the so the, the narrative underlying this game is he needs to have a blinder or he won't be playing there next yeah. week. And look. You know, if you if you dare to dream like I do about a potential Broncos wooden spoon, we need Darius in the side. Yes. So if he plays, if he gets the game ball for the Broncos in a loss, best case scenario, yep. I it. want him to score a hat trick. I don't think the Broncos have any answer to to just that. You know, bare speed and. And determination of these young sharks. And these guys, players. and these, these, you know, they may not be origin level now, but I mean, we're talking about guys that, you know, Paul Gallen, Matt Pryor, Aaron Woods, up again, you know, these yeah. are experienced guys who provide the go forward for them week yep. in, week out, you know, most weeks anyway. Yeah. I mean, Graham is most certainly a loss, but. But they've been without they him still, for- They still have these key yeah. pieces like Moyle and Dugan, yep. Johnson, Chad. I mean, there's a lot of continuity in the side that isn't ordinarily there around origin time during this recent successful period and, for the Sharks. And it'll be a nice test, I think, for their coach. The Sharks haven't played as poorly as I saw them play last weekend in a long, 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 long mm. time. You know, the Broncos fucked them up last time they played too earlier in the mm. season, so... This is a bit of a revenge on that. Well, the, well geez, the, they had done their fucking job that time. The Broncos will be playing for the spoon this it. week, and it, it'd be interesting to see how he goes getting the team back after that. Yep. Um, you know, the, it's not that tough to come back after a loss, but but to come back after a loss that was well and truly your fault. Yep. You know, you you weren't just outplayed. Yep. You you sowed the seeds of your own demise. Yeah. That's going to uh, be interesting to see how that plays out. Okay, and that's it. Everyone else is everyone else has got the fucking buy. Okay, now mailbag. Um, got a uh, a secret, a secret scoop, uh, revealing. Uh, hey, gents, from anonymous. Requested to be anonymous. Hey, gents, I can reveal why Tim, why Tim Manor did not join the Tigers. If he had have joined the Tigers, Madge would have turned him into a powerhouse prop and he would have certainly been selected for State of Origin this year. So what's the problem with that, I hear you ask? Well, during that week and on that very night, the annual Hillsong Conference is being held in Sydney Olympic Park as well. Why would Timmy want to play Origin when he can hang out with 20,000 other like-minded folks just next door? So I thought that was going to be a serious scoop. No, 
<laughs> but the person still wishes to remain anonymous. Um, now, what are you scared of? Fucking Hillsong? <sighs> no, I'm thinking- really. I I, I refuse I refuse to say, I refuse to say any more because it's is really easy to, to accidentally blow the dude's cover. Now I need to uh, find the mailbag stuff because um, I put it out there earlier uh, this afternoon uh, asking for some mailbag topics, and I guess we'll just get we're actually not doing too bad for time, so we can probably get through a few of these. Uh, let me go through here. I'm just I'm just skipping the ones that I'm totally going to skip. And uh, Adam said, uh, Rapana knocking back half a million a year and then getting no bites on the open market. So the situation there was Canberra offered him half a million to re-up with him. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, no, thanks. I'm going to check out the open market and uh, see what I can get. No bites on the open market. And now they've signed up so many players that he's going to have to take a pay cut to stay there. <sighs> Interesting. Is that- um- Tables are turned. And yeah, good on Canberra. Yeah, I'm always happy when when a club sticks to their guns. Yep, and and doesn't bow to the old, oh, pay me or I'll leave. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, well done to them. I don't know. Danny said, "Would we really miss any of the Lebanese players if their country was to demand they return to mother country for a fair trial and then have them sentenced to death by public stoning?" No. No, no. I'm look. I'm prepared to join Hezbollah <laughs> to assist. Uh, Jai fucking, replied as well to that and said, "If Farah was a real leader, he'd take the fall for everyone and lay down his life." Fucking oath he would. Um, Troy said, "How about if- you know? Deep down in his head, though, he's got to understand that he is the least likely cunt on the face of the earth to have his peers pull an I'm Spartacus for him." <laughs> exactly. Uh, Troy said, how about a mid-season report card on clubs coming out of the origin period? Yeah, probably next week is probably more appropriate because yeah, that's when the that. origin period's finished, I guess. Um, ben says, uh, origin in Vegas, yay or nay? And uh, can it logistically be achieved or should we go to the Asian market first like Japan, China or Cabramatta? Mm. Oh, I have no, I have no right. Re- there's, no, there's no reason they couldn't do Origin Vegas. They fucking did one. I mean, an exhibition, but they did yeah. one in Los Angeles, you know, years ago. I'm 100% happy for all of that, and I'm 100% happy for international expansion. Yep. The thing I'm not 100% happy with is the whinging of shit cunts that you would get if you did that. And so, to ensure that there was no dickhead fucking fart sniffing, you would need to ensure that that you made the benefits very, very, very clear, you know, be it exposure or sponsorship yep. dollar or international um, yep. you know, money coming into the game. I think as long as you could do that, there's no reason why it wouldn't work. Yep. I'd be, I'd be happy for you. I mean, I think there's – I feel like a Las Vegas one would be a better – idea than japan or china to be honest i mean because oh, at least there's some of fucking money there's a lot of there's a lot of money there but there's not a realistic chance of like the game expanding there as much as in the states well, i don't think okay look, in terms of participation how popular t- rugby union is in japan yeah but i mean like their teams are like or, you know uh, uh, or by and large stocked with expat kiwis and 
Australians and, you know, Pacific yeah. Islanders and shit like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it exists there as a game, yeah. but it's not like there's some, you know, there's not this gigantic fucking take-up of the populace. The other interesting thing about the Japanese market is that most of the teams are actually operated by companies or owned by companies. Yeah, oh, and, and as, as is the case with the with the with their, their baseball and soccer size as well. There yeah. you go. But wouldn't it be interesting to have, you know, you might have a, a little up-and-comer mm. who doesn't have the purchasing power of Toyota, yeah, you no, know, they maybe fucking what's a shit Japanese car? Well, that's Honda. I was right? thinking about okay. Japanese car. They don't make shit know. cars. The shit cars tend to come from Korea. What, what if you got Hondas who who aren't like a, as good as a Toyota or whatever? Yeah, and they they can't afford a rugby union team because it's established and there's a league already, or whatever. Now you get a second option. You know? Yeah, you need a dozen of those. Otherwise, they're just one team fucking running around for nothing, are they? <laughs> well, you know, they, you know the, that gives opportunities to the lesser-known businesses like Chun Li's Bukaki Bar. <laughs> well, look, and, and, and look, you know, far be it from me to, to to not say do it in Japan because if they had a fucking origin in Japan, I'd, I would definitely one hundred percent go to it because mm. I don't need I don't only need half an excuse to go back to Japan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dave uh, says, uh, streakers running on the field fully clothed, cowardly cunts or fraudulent fucks? Yeah, I don't see the, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't see anything behind that. Like, I, I don't see the Well, it's just a pitch invader that. at that point, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, know. Like, like, streaking is Australian tradition, right? Yeah. Um, see, even that fucking, that bird over in, one of the soccer a couple of weeks ago, she was just wearing like the, you know, she had the thing fucking up her, yeah. Yeah. Really? Get him out. Yeah, it's like the Robbie Farrer of pitch invading. Fucking <laughs> everyone hates it. Um, Winston said, at the risk of sounding too serious, but how do professional expert commentators and journalists think the chin and the dog root are equality, while almost every other NRL lover thinks they're shit? Well, I didn't know that Mitchell Pierce had two nicknames. <laughs> and I agree with you that he is shit. <laughs> uh, Sagar says Thoughts on if you think there should be a draft pick For upcoming talents Players that are coming off contract And overseas players Do you think it will work? Well fuck I mean they did try it didn't they? They had it already in there mm. They 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 actually did it And then Altezer himself Fucking took on the man and won <laughs> And put a stop to it So uh, Fucking hell I just think with things like The biggest problem with things like that is the Players Association because they never seem to fucking pipe up and do anything for their constituents. Fuck, I tell you what, bringing them up, <laughs> they did pip their fucking head up. Yeah. Offering their support and uh, resources to the Lebanese players fucking, you know, facing this massive issue they've got. Of not um, being not being able to play for fucking Lebanon Hezbollah. every four years whenever they pop up. If you are listening, the thing you could do to make the biggest example to players is by taking out their association, especially the leader of this association. <laughs> well, Clint, or whatever. Who allegedly, you know, um, was a Michael Jackson fan, I'll put it that way. <laughs> But wasn't he with he was with fucking what's her face as well? Wasn't he? I mean, like, and wasn't he knocking uh, what's her name? The- I'm talking about Pederast, <laughs> not, not fucking Newton. Okay, 
Because <laughs> um, I was going to say, I mean, like, that's not someone who makes oh, sound decisions. Oh, him too. Yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's not someone who makes sound decisions. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, so, you know, please don't do that. That would be devastating to the rugby league community. Yeah. And especially to your Lebanese rugby league players. They would never be able to come back from that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I don't think, it, I, I don't think with this litigious you know, contract voiding and contract disputing. Or, well, what, what they would have to spend a, a, an incredible amount of money probably defeating test cases and things like that to try and get it to stick. And um, the, the first issue with it is that in rugby league, the junior system mm-hmm. is owned by the clubs. Yep. And so no club is going to be happy to develop a junior only to then have the fucking shit teams come and take well, their you star. Well, you would, you, yeah, you, you guys like, uh, <coughs> like, the Melbourne Storm, the Roosters, mm. would fucking love a system where they could pick the eyes out of yeah. Penrith's fucking system or yeah, whatever. Um, they, or out of, you know, have have pick, I mean, because the Storm already, you know, they don't have the pick of Brisbane, but they've got a fucking pretty good run yeah. there through the QRL. Name, so, well, you know, even that, those teams that are constantly successful yep. won't have high level draft picks. Um, well, they're, you know, they're, they're, lottery chances, I should say. But yeah, I think it could work. For everything except juniors, if you yeah. put the draft in, if it was for like you know, off contract guys yeah. or whatever, who were, who were free agents because they were leaving a club and they hadn't been picked up by a certain date and whatever, I actually, yeah. I actually think that that would take a lot of um, it would almost force a little bit of loyalty through uncertainty. Yeah, you know? um, there'd have to be some way you worked out. What each player was paid, yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's tricky. I'd I'd like it, but uh, yeah, the the fact that the juniors are owned by the clubs, or the, yeah. the pathways are owned by the clubs, I should say, that's it doesn't it doesn't bother, it doesn't bother me the way. I mean, I feel like when they first implemented it, it was probably a very you know forward thinking way about managing things like that going forward but it was defeated and you know now we've had like a couple of decades since it's part you know so um fat harry lazy said are the current crop of of coaches the poorest in rugby league history brennan pay kearney mcgregor brown green penrith paid millions for mr 47 percent broncos paid big dollars for seabold there's always been shit coaches but i can't remember such a cluster of mediocrity yeah. Um. He's also got. He hasn't put Morris on that list either. So it's basically <laughs> just fucking pretty much everyone except for fucking Bellamy, and Desi, and Wayne. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's shit coaches or whether it's just a, a changing demographic in terms of what you can expect to get out of people. This is the, this is just a weird fucking season though too. If you really sit down and think about it, look at the, apart from the storm, it's been, it's like like from second till probably about fucking 12th. All still, it's all still on the table. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, look at it. You think, you think glory days, Phil Gould had to deal with an Ash Taylor type personality who was on a million dollars a year but just didn't want to put in you know do you do you hmm. think do you think that that wayne bennett in his you know, or, or canberra era tim sheens had to put up with players who stay up till 2am playing Fortnite 
instead of going to to recovery sessions or whatever. Yeah, but even those guys, then you can think of you, you can think of things that are kind of equivalent to that that they had to deal with, and you know they might have managed it just through like being what? superior World fucking. War II? No, it was like superior. Like for example, Wayne Bennett. I mean, he had to deal with you know, the situation. Alan Langer just never fucking <laughs> never wanted to train, yeah. and and so he would just be like, he was enough of a man manager that he would know that. He there's a there was a length of yeah. rope he could give Alan Langer. That's it, and he would turn up on the day but he, and deliver it. But then there were other people that he had to fucking stand on their neck and yeah. make sure they did everything. So but they that, would. That's turn up still on the day. nowhere near you know someone well, like the Ash Taylor who who's just gone missing mentally. Yeah, I mean at the same time as well. I mean like through through the you know in quotes best years of Darius Boyd's career, that was when Wayne Bennett had to deal with him fucking. You know, trash and yeah, shit, and being a true. fucking nutcase. So, I, I think the other side of it is the game's also gotten so much more professional. The thing is, those guys you're talking about from back in the day, like you're talking about Sheenius and Cameron and things like that, they all had fucking jobs still back then. Exactly. This is pre Super League, exactly. so they weren't, they didn't have endless idle out. Like they didn't have you know 15 hours a day with our idle at home looking for shit to do like you know and going oh fuck i'm so bored i fucking got three vrs today what am i gonna do i know i'm gonna rape a chick (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna fucking rack up some line lines (laughs) i'm gonna go and And drink canadian club out of that bitch's pussy and that's (laughs) the thing because now and i'll put this down to again i still think that there is a actual talent shortage of rugby league players in australia the difference between best players and worst players is growing. Whereas back in the day, a lot of it could be overcome with heart and, you know, effort and you know, pride in your jersey and, and yeah. all that shit. Um, I still don't think it's like a talent thing. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a gap between like underperforming and like optimum, you know what I mean? You know, I know, but- the thing I'll say the Ashtala thing a different way, right? They had to deal with their playmaker mm. on a million bucks a year, not putting in and just checked out mentally. Yeah, right? and like we know, they know. don't have the option of just saying, "Well, you can just fuck off then." Yeah, but that also that that still that still goes back to the like I feel that if if that if Ash Taylor had a day job. He wouldn't be pissing large amounts of money allegedly down. We're saying the pursuits. same thing. Yeah, we're, like- we're saying the same thing. We're saying that previously, where all these coaches are, they didn't have to deal with all this shit because mm. you know life weeded out the the Ash Taylors of the world, and playing rugby league was something that people appreciated. Yeah, so yeah. much so. So you know, yeah, look. I would almost go so far as to say, get any of these coaches and put them back then, and they would seem far superior to the coaches they they are in comparison to their peers today. Yeah, I, I feel I, I, I think it depends on the coach. Like for example, say you took a guy like a like a Matty Elliott. I don't think that kumbaya shit would play back in the fucking mid eighties. <laughs> I think he'd get bashed. <laughs> However, yeah. I think a guy like a Dean Pay, yeah, passion merchant guy, yeah. That's it. Fucking kill it in the mid eighties. Yep, you know? It. Like so so I still think it depends on I think they're yeah, still yeah, different yeah, type of coaches, correct. it still depends. But um <laughs> but yeah. Um where I fucking lost uh, lost my fucking thread. 
fuck that'll do for the <laughs> I think there was one left and I'm sorry man yeah. but it, I lost my place on my thing so oh, fucking late anyway it's fucking good times uh, I'm, I'm happy to do more of that actually just uh, a wide variety of topics um, shout out to uh, Rusty down in Adelaide for rocking the scarf to the Rooster Storm game uh, even though he uh, supports neither of those sides um, although his life would be a lot better if he did because he supports the Tigers and you know Ugh. hashtag TID um <laughs> That is it for 325. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, uh, facebook.com forward slash this week in league for the uh, episode releases, and uh, facebook.com forward slash, what was it? Group slash Twill Nation for the uh, Facebook group. Yeah. If you can't find it, search hashtag Twill Nation in Facebook and you'll come up. Um, iTunes, I went and checked out the reviews and uh, there were a couple of reviews, so that's good. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, Mitch the Geo, five stars, brilliant, hashtag, uh, sorry, asterisk with five stars. If you miss the old days, like hanging out at the pub and talking about receptacles, this is your pod. It covers every game and pokes fun at everyone's favourite type of moron, the NRL footballer, B-. minus, Fucking B-, minus. he gave us five stars well. Uh, Ged L., Jeez, this is good. Five stars. I found Twill this year and my life is truly better for it. I thought I was the only person who ruthlessly bagged every single rugby league team beside my own <laughs> while using key technical terms like cuck and receptacle. Keep up the good work, lads, and go the Tigers. <laughs> oh, fuck. And, uh, How are they still finding it? I know. Look, we used to do like the, we still do it every year as part of the, part of the questionnaire thing, you know, following the Twilly votes is like, you know, who do you, who do you support? And in the, you know, in the early years, it was always, you know, like Manly first and then there'd be, um, then Tigers would be a fairly sizable amount too. And then third would probably be like Broncos and, you know, we go, okay, cool. That's host, host. Yep. And then we're based in Brisbane, so probably yeah, a lot it. of the people that we know that listen to it are, are in Queensland, so I go for the Broncos. Now it's like, yeah, still still a very, very Tigers heavy. They still stayed. Yeah. Even though the dad's moved on, which is good. Actually, I'll be interested to see how the Penrith fucking contingent. Yeah, I don't think our ref's fault enough. <laughs> uh, and uh, Sharky's 85. The guide to living in an A, in a Mars bar epitome of excellence. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Great show. Stepdad is constantly getting Rick the Million rolled despite them being shark hating bleep. <laughs> so he's uh, smart enough to not put the. Uh, <laughs> well done. Which is why we're looking at the review right now. Okay, uh, tipping. We have a new leader, Toozy, on top, tied with Wobby Farah and Honor Blood Buzz, all on 75 points. 74 points for fourth and fifth. We've got Millennial Suck and Voodoo Rock. And then uh, one point back, Simon F. Me, in seven. Thakos, Ben Dunn, 43, goes back another point, and Pelay, suck my dick, here I come. Um, Supercoach, notorious POD, still killing it, then top 10 still, 10th, in fact, uh, followed by Bradbury's Legends, Haystacks Calhoun, Sam Seals, Arkham's Inmates, Ivan's Lost Sons, Big Papa Power, Can't Deal Eels, Eel de Jars, and Dingbats. So I was having a look at for fucking... Uh, all the Toto's terrors to say, where the fuck is he? Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't sung him out for a couple of weeks. Where the fuck did he go? 58th. Fucking hell. On the list of our of our guys. He's like 34,000 or something. Toto, lift, mate, lift. Um, That's it. That's all we've got time for. I've got time for fucking heaps more, but that's all we've got to say. So yeah. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Later.